This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. Sunday's first reading from Isaiah 64 begins with Isaiah lamenting the condition of the world. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, he cries to God, so that the mountains would quake at your presence to make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. Isaiah is tired of people ignoring God and God's ways. And so he's asking God a question that comes up again and again in the scriptures and maybe comes up in our own prayers. Isaiah is saying, get them, God, make them pay. Why do you let the wicked prosper? Why don't you do more for the poor and the oppressed? We could add our own uh, prayers in our day with why do the poorest and hardest working seem to get COVID while some healthy live with no regard for anyone but themselves? Well, we could go into a frenzy like Isaiah does, ranting and railing at God. But notice what happens with Isaiah. There in the midst of his prayer, Isaiah slows down and begins to reconsider. It's as though he begins to listen to God like a little child who throws a tantrum and then finally exhausted, falls into the arms of her mother, Isaiah falls back into the arms of God. Isaiah says, Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. And then the line I like so much from today's scriptures, We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. In today's gospel reading from Mark chapter 13, Jesus can sound a little bit like Isaiah at first. Jesus here is speaking out of an ancient tradition of Jewish apocalyptic literature, an old tradition in which people of faith looked to God to come and save them, especially when things in this world looked bad. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Joel, Ezekiel, and especially Daniel all contain sections thought of as apocalyptic literature, literature that looks for the end of the world as we know it, as God ushers in a new reality for those who keep the faith. The New Testament also has apocalyptic literature, most famously in the book of Revelation, sometimes called simply the Apocalypse, but there are also little apocalypses, Mark 13, Matthew 24, and Luke 21. Jesus here is saying that everything has a process. Baking a loaf of bread has a preparation time, a time in which changes can be made, and the actual bread formed and set, and then a time when the bread is baked and either must be eaten, given away, or will go bad. Everything has a process. People are born, grow, and mature, and eventually die. The world itself was created, it groans and grows through maturity, and will one day come to an end. Jesus is saying simply this, God is not yet finished with us. The end is not quite here. It might be tomorrow, or it might be hundreds or thousands of years away. We don't know, and it doesn't accomplish much for us to muse on it or wonder about it. It will come when it will come. The point is, we're in the middle now, and there is still time. 
Today we begin the season of Advent, a season of waiting and watching, a season of of God's making and remaking things new. The symbols are all around us. The, The purple in church reminds us of Christ's royalty and the way in which he reinterprets what it means to be royal, the way in which he shows us that true power comes through service and love. The Advent wreath is another symbol of our waiting as the light increases, as candle is added to candle each week. Those who keep Advent calendars wait actively as they open one window, or if you follow the Holy Trinity Advent calendar this year, you, you either read a quotation each day or, or in, uh, participate in an act that helps keep a greener Advent, a greener earth. The lessons we've heard today are not meant to scare us into right living or or make us so preoccupied with Christ's coming that we miss the holy right before us. Just the opposite. The intention is that we treasure each day, live it as best we can, and rejoice in the fact that we are all in a process. The world might seem beyond repair in some ways, but the good news is that God isn't finished with it yet. Our families might seem broken in some ways, but God isn't finished yet. God isn't finished with New York City. God isn't finished with the United States. God isn't finished with our world. Relationships, they're not, they're not done yet. Our lives are not yet finished. We are like clay and God is the potter, continuing to, to work and shape and mold into beauty. May this season bring us increasing light, increasing joy, and increasing love. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Trinity Choir sings a setting of the Advent chant, Rorate Celi. This setting by the 16th century Spanish composer Francisco Guerrero. A different setting of Rorate Celi will be sung each Sunday in Advent at Holy Trinity. The words begin with scripture from Isaiah 58. Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let it bring forth a Savior.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.